Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Entercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. <laughs> You're on the crazy train. Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan. Get your tickets punched right here for a ride on that outdoor crazy train with Dan Bush and Tom Neubauer. It is the second hour of power on the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. We come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. We are unrehearsed. We are the only two-hour live outdoor show in Wisconsin. Yeah, and das for, ist richtig. Yeah, and and if and maybe even in the country, who knows? Yeah, whatever he said. No, that was fun. Uh, yeah. Seven nine nine twelve fifty is the phone number if you want to get involved in the show in that. And Danny, uh, speaking about measurements of uh, fish, remember you know, how how you were saying how the yep. cold constricted ones? Well, uh, just I don't know if our audience knows this or not, but I I learned this from in fishing bass tournaments. Flip that it. A bass, that's boom, right, boom, will boom, weigh. Flip it real excuse good. Excuse me. A Sorry. bass will measure differently from one side to the other. Yep. So you got to flip. There could be an eighth of an inch difference. And if you're that eighth of an inch off, that might make a difference. So you got to flip that fish to make sure. Now, I don't know if that's true for other fish. I never did Muskies, that. Muskies, yes. I never had to do heard, that with other I ones. I think I saw but, our friend Pete Mayna do that one. Yeah. Time. Yeah. But basically, Muskies too. Bass, I wish I'd known that too. When I was, you know, in the big musky tournament days, I'd flip it and get decide which side is the longest. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, different measures because, you know, the DNR says you got to have the mouth closed, tail pinched. So, mouth, I see a lot of guys when they measure. Uh, like bass, they don't close the mouth. They leave the mouth open, and that gives you extra length. But if a DNR guy is going to measure it, that mouth is going to be closed, and the tail will be pinched. Yeah, they're going to duct tape it closed like an alligator. <laughs> I don't know if they'll be that fussy. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you, um, a warden friend of uh, the family, actually a relative of one of my sons, he he almost got somebody for a undersized pike. Uh, couple weeks ago almost got him but uh before he got out there because somebody called the dnr uh tip line and said hey these guys got an undersized pike on the ice and before he got out there they shoved it back down the hole so uh, those yeah those bandits yeah and it was dead it was frozen so yeah so. why are we worrying about undersized I pike on some little small lake here when you can keep any size pike you want on the bay of green bay and in northern wisconsin for that matter you know, north of what is it, Highway Ten? 
everything up there. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, any size. No. It's just down south where it's got to no, be. No, they 20. got regulations up no, there. No, no. Yes, they do. No, on maybe a few lakes and that, well, but I know generally. The St. Louis River up there has some regulations. Yeah, well, well that's some of... lakes, Mike, but basically like... south of, of Highway 10, it's 26 inches, two fish. Right. But there are lakes that have a different size limit. Okay. Yeah, different lakes, yeah. And But north of Highway 10, it's five northern pike. Any size, no On size. All those on lakes. Yes, yes. Your hornswoggle. No, me. that's no yeah, hornswoggle. No, I gotta get the regulations. No, that's no hornswoggle. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. One of our listeners, yeah. come on, call in and <laughs> call in and agree with me, Dan yeah. Bush. Or I call, like to be right. Yeah. Or oh, somebody's calling already. <laughs> the lines See, are they're, right. They're, they're they're calling about they're, something they're else. Gonna, yeah, probably. Could be your up north connection. Uh, maybe we get a call. You know that you got some great things going on this weekend. After you're done listening to us. You can go out, do the walleye fishery. I mean, the um, walleye, yeah, yeah, walleye for tomorrow, Pewaukee chapter yeah. at Waterfront. Or go up to that muskie show. Great oh, time. Yeah, yeah, or better no. yet, do the walleye thing today and do the muskie thing tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got a lot going on yeah. on a cold day that you can get on out. And I know it's going to be a fabulous muskie show yeah. this year. Are well, we sure of the date on the muskie show this week? Yeah, it's it's going on right now. Okay. Today, well, not right now. I think they open at 9 or Nine o'clock today, but I guess we got a few phone callers. Okay, who do we got first? Up first, we got Ken giving us a call from Greendale. Okay, hey Ken, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Just what? a quick, just a quick regulation question, if I could. Yeah. Uh, I know that generally the opener, the the fishing opener, is like the first week, first Saturday in May or something like that. But yep, no, correct. Uh, I, I believe aren't there aren't there rivers open year round? Yes. Okay, so except, that's every every river, right? Except for muskies. Except well, for muskies. Okay. As a general rule, As I wouldn't in, say every river everywhere. Certain yeah. some yeah. some do have like the Fox River up in Green Bay. Yeah. They've got walleye regulations. But as a general rule, They're river systems yeah. stay open, like the Mississippi River right. oh, okay. and the uh, Wisconsin the River, Rock, Rock River. Yeah, some of those for you know. Yeah. yeah. Now, you know, you can always panfish are always open. We're re- yeah. talking right. about walleyes, bass, sure. musky, sure. game fish. Yeah. yeah. All right. You know, I looked in the regulations uh, for, you know, probably a half hour trying to find this in the regulations, and uh, I, I'm sure it's in there someplace, but, boy, it, there's, it, you know, there's, there's so many regulations, it's hard to figure out yeah, what's Yeah, it's on. in there somewhere. And then they list it's them by there. counties, too, sometimes, yeah, the bodies yeah, yeah. of but, water and stuff. But Yeah, the rivers are in there. But, yeah, you're okay except for muskies. Yeah. Okay? Hey, I appreciate it. Okay, good luck. Thank you. Bye Take now. care. Thanks for listening. I think okay. one oh. of the things to do is call one of your local bait shops and like that are right there by the body of water. Yeah, they'll and those know. should be the guys that yeah. really know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Because um, I know, you know, for years, you know, I'd go up in spring, up to the Fox River up by Green Bay or the Rock River over here by Fort Atkinson area. Uh, oh, by the way, um, I guess Koshkanong is doing pretty good. Walleyes, I heard, are starting to stage. At the mouth of the Fox River and Koshkanong, where they meet, you know, there. Really? The big walleyes are starting to stage, getting ready, because guys are fishing there for them and catching some nice ones. Open They're, water? Or no, no, it's, it's ice, ice fishing. Ice fishing, but. Our friend you, Ben you Heisner be, is the one who know, secretly gets yeah. those fish out on yeah. Koshkanong. But you better know where you're going, because uh, the guy I was talking to says. Or you could be gone. Yeah, you don't want to walk in certain areas. There's only like an inch or two of ice, but yet. But, you know, 50 yards away, you'll, you'll have 12 inches. Know, you know? where you're going before you're <laughs> gone. That's right. That's a Yeah, that, we ought to make a bumper sticker like that. Yeah. <laughs> before you Ice go. safety week. Yeah. 
Hey, well, we I think they make, have something like that, don't they? No, no, we could invent it, Tom. We could? Yeah, we'll Can we get, make money uh, off of this? That's what I'm thinking. Maybe yeah, we, we, get, <laughs> we have like a, a booth and we give out little ice picks for people to- uh, Sell them. Yeah. We can sell them. The safety yeah, pa- yeah. safety packets. And then we yeah. got like a, you know, we make community service announcements and- We can sell those too. We go to elementary <laughs> schools and talk to kids. <laughs> I don't want to talk to the kids. They don't listen. We got a. <laughs> they don't listen. We got a thousand. We got our ice safety thing, by the way. But you know, we you got to pay us a thousand dollars for our right. seminar to come right. in and talk about right ice safety. But the reason being is that you got that flowing water there, of course, and uh, at that mouth of the river in the Koshkan, you got flowing water. So that's why you know one area might have very little ice, and another area has a whole bunch of ice. So you got to be careful if you're going out there. And Koshkanong is one of those areas that's tough to fish anyway. Open water, ice fishing, it doesn't matter. It's tough because it's a big area, and it's all like five feet deep. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know the other, other thing, oh, the guy yeah. has to watch out right now. Uh, our uh, caller mentioned that they got the sporting clays closed at Waukesha due to the ice. Yeah. Let me tell you what, Tom. It was treacherous last weekend oh, it was. out in the field. Now, I went fishing, fishing, pheasant shooting with okay. our good friend yeah, that's Al right. Shook and my out. buddy yeah. Mike Scalander and uh, the world-famous dog Lab Summer. And uh, we were all kind of slipping. Now, Al wore his cleats. He, he had some cleats. I got, I, I told you I bought some nice HT kind of cleats this year. Mm-hmm. I got have, But I got them on one big pair of uh, lacrosse iceman boots and i'm just using those for my ice fishing now that way i don't have to take those cleats on and off they're on there for life but they're heavier boots so i didn't wear them i had them in the truck and i didn't wear them i was okay when i should have worn them was on um sunday when i went with mike to try and do the coyote hunting oh which is a whole nother story i was going to tell you about yeah so we went out there by Pewaukee, and it was treacherous. I mean, one walking down one hill, I just had to hold. It was like I was skiing down the hill trying to keep my balance. Really? And I did go down once and fell on my good shoulder anyway that's now as bad as the other one. Um, but it was wicked. I should have been wearing the cleats. But we got set up right before dark, and I got this. Uh, I got the, the call. I got that power right, dog, right. Primos, whatever. I set it out about 60 yards. It's right before dark. Mike got set up around the corner about 200 yards from me, I'm guessing. He's in a tree stand, and I'm up in a stand. And I finally decide, okay, now's the time. I hit one howl on that. It's got the coyote. You got all the different things. I got predator call, coyote serenade, or coyotes. I, I call them coyotes. But I hit one howl. And it freaked me out, Tom. All of a sudden, I hear this unbelievably loud howl come back from the direction where Mike is. And at first, I thought, that's got to be a big farm dog or yeah. something. And right after that, the whole pack opened up. Almost bring the, raise the hair on the back. Really? Area. And they're going nuts. So I'm waiting to hear a kaboom from yeah. Mike because yeah. he's got the buckshot, right? The shotgun. Yeah. And he said he had the shotgun up and ready that they had to be within 100 yards of him. But he's in this thick marsh. So then I had their attention, so I hit the old dying rabbit call. Okay. And he saw three of them come flying by him, hell-bent, going in my direction. Now, they were about 70 yards away, and they crossed the trail, 
had they stood with the buckshot, you might be able to take a pop at one's head and still have enough to get one. But they were coming my way. But guess what? They never came out to me. I was kind of on the edge of the marsh watching the oh, clearing, okay. and my wind was blowing directly back to them. Oh, and no. then about an hour later, before I was going to quit, an hour before after dark, I thought, well, I can't get any response. I hit the coyote serenade, yeah. where it sounds like a pack, and the whole pack opened up again. This time, they'd moved maybe a quarter mile across the marsh. You could hear them. Yeah, yeah. So we're going back after those things. They're we got there. Their, they're, they're there, there, by God. They're and I there. don't think we've given them too much information yet. All right. Well, maybe it was we'll, cool, man. Maybe we'll hear Just a report them respond. next week. I was yeah. like, what's that? Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> there's coyotes. They're answering back. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That, that's cool. Yeah. Something well, to do. maybe next weekend you'll be giving us a report and you'll be wearing a coyote skin. I'm just going to, Tom, if I shoot one, I'm throwing it in the back of my truck. Yeah. It's going to be frozen stiff. I'll drive to school. I'll tell the kids, hey, come on out in the school parking lot. I got a dead coyote in there. <laughs> See what just kind a, of trouble I can get in with the animal activists yeah, for that one. exactly. Hey, folks, we got to go to a quick commercial break. Uh, we are on Sports Radio 1250 AM or 105.7 FM, The Fan. This is the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Welcome back to this cold, snowy, icy day. Hopefully you're heading out to do some ice fishing or going to the Muskie Expo to dream about summertime fishing, Tom. Oh, speaking of dreaming, Danny, do you ever, do you ever like, have dreams of monster fish, like monster muskies or pike or whatever? You ever dream about that? Like a world record muskie nah. and all that? No? Never have dreams. I, I have yeah, I have some fishing dreams every now and then. Some of them go south. <laughs> what yeah. do you got on the line there, Nick? Got our buddy Keith. Hey, good morning, Keith. How you doing today? I'm doing great. How about you guys? Uh, we're good, buddy. We're good. What's on your mind? I, well, I heard you talking about ice safety for the ice fishing in terms of thickness of the ice. Yeah. Is there a device um, that can tell you the thickness of the ice? So rather than trying to guess or hope you know what you're talking about or thinking that you're doing? Yeah. It's either an ice drill or a spud bar. <laughs> you got to pop a hole. You got to pop it, a huh? hole. Yep. You got to pop a hole okay. to see how thick it is. Oh, you were kind of wondering whether there's some kind of a electronical device that would measure the thickness of the ice just by yeah. sh- shooting at it. Yeah. that hey. was my, Well, I was hoping for that. Keith. I, I had never heard of one, but Keith, if you're an engineer, yeah. you can. Uh, if you make one of those, you could make a lot of money. Hey, you can join our ice safety group when we go around. Me and Tom yeah. start, and we'll just, sell those. Just think, if you made something like that, you could sell every every ice angler would own one. Or ice safety devices send your <laughs> you know fat what? buddy out in front of you. If you he know goes what? through, it's not safe. I'm going to have to talk to a few engineer friends of whatever. mine. Whatever. You're not going to talk to anybody. We're going to talk to somebody. Yeah. We're going to see if we what Take we can off, do. Take off, you hoser. You don't know. <laughs> um, now you need to get... Now you need to give me credit for that, so I get yeah. my, well, my right. oh, you, oh, yeah, right away you want 5%, I suppose. Oh, no, we got to <laughs> give him a 10% finder's fee. <laughs> you got it, Pete. Anyways. You got thanks, it. Thanks, guys. Have All right, take care. Be ya. safe, man. Uh, what was that question the guy called? He called but couldn't hold on about a carburetors? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Where do you find a carburetor <laughs> for an ice drill? I'm assuming, I'm assuming that he's got a jiffy. 
Now, they say never assume. Right. I do know but, that if he has a jiffy, this is a t- true story from our old friend Dave Doms. He was the one who actually got that launch that never got built at the North Lake, Tom. He was the one that acquired that. Where the that, hell is that launch he, he on North that Lake? He now works for the Utah Fish and Game <laughs> Department. I think it's Utah. I'm going to go hunt out there with him soon, someday, anyway, or fish. Okay. So anyway, uh, Dave actually had a problem with his jiffy. And he was driving through, is it Sheboygan, where Jiffy is? Yeah, up in that area, I think so. And he stopped in, and he had some problem with it. And they took it in. The guy took it apart, fixed it up, did some stuff, spent like an hour, and handed it back, and no charge. Wow. Got it running. Great. Talk about great service. Now, I can't guarantee that's going to happen again, but I would definitely say if you contact jiffy directly they should be able to help you with the carburetor problem or whatever ice drill you have if you contact a company you can just google it whether it be an eskimo or whatever kind you know you can contact the company and say hey i need a carburetor and i'm sure they'll have one laying around for you they'll be happy to sell you now here here's the thing too now uh jiffy does have a what they sell they call it a tune-up kit right it's 20 bucks it's a uh, spark plug and their special new oil and it replaces the previous uh the previous recommendation when i got my auger which is the tecumseh motor three horse i believe 3.5 with the 10 inch um anyway uh it, it was a champion uh a champion uh spark plug but now they've gone to a hotter burning plug, plus with this new oil, mix that up, and they call it the tune-up kit. And I'll tell you what, that it, it runs like a top. Yeah. And to my even when my uh, auger was brand new, Tom, I'd be drilling through 36 inches of ice on Lake of the Woods, and the pro- one problem that was always annoying is the bogging down. It would start the you'd start maybe the blade would be catching a little bit and all of a sudden you'd have the motor Roll, bog yeah, yeah, bogging yeah, down yeah, you'd yeah. have to pull back and this and that yeah. or it would maybe start to die when I'm trying to carry this auger from one hole to the other and I don't want to try and restart it. Since I've gotten that tune-up kit, it fires up running and it keeps running. It doesn't bog down. So if you're having some problems where you think you need a new carburetor, if it's some maybe try and again you'd have to have a, a jiffy and probably tick comes a motor, whatever, check into that tune-up kit. You can typically go to, uh, I found mine at uh, Fleet Farm in Germantown. Yeah, they, they had the, both have. the oil yeah. and the, for about 20 bucks, spark plug together. But mm-hmm. you could probably even, I think Dick Smith even has them. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing about uh, ice augers, whether it be a, a hand drill or a power auger, and one of the things that some ice fishermen get confused at, and, and it's usually new ice fishermen, guys have been doing it a while, kind of know this already, but if you ever have to, let's a lot of guys try to sharpen their own blades, right? And uh, you can send the blades back to the company, and they'll sharpen them for a fee, you know, and send them right. back to you. But the thing is, with ice auger blades, you never sharpen both sides. It's only one side that gets sharpened. If you sharpen both sides, that's shot. It it's, so doesn't work. <laughs> I've heard that. Now yeah. I've got the the chipper blades, which right. came out, and. I was thinking of trying to sharpen them myself, but would I be? But if you off? look no. at if you look at it, one side is flat and the other side has the angle that gets sharpened. You never touch that. That's flat what my side. brother told me too. Yeah, definitely. So you got to yeah. go with the angled side. Right. And would you? What what, what now, would you use to sharpen that? Would you use like a stone or you or know what? A I file could, or? I think I could do that for you uh, because uh, 
Now, on my knives, I use uh, a Lansky sharpening right. outfit. Right. And I'm just wondering if you couldn't clamp that blade into the Lansky thing and sharpen it. I'm not sure. But, yeah, I guess you'd use a stone, but just on one side, yeah. yeah. But Something. the problem is is getting the correct angle. Right. And that's why when you're using a stone, it's always hard to keep that correct I, you angle. You know what? I think last year I didn't really sharpen. I just took some steel wool and scrubbed all the got the rust off and yeah, stuff. I yeah. just kind of shined it up. It still drills if, pretty if quick. It stills, if it's still doing good, then you don't have to. But otherwise, maybe during the off season, I'll take the blade off and bring it to you. I'll t- or, or take the auger off. I mean, or the best way. To, dis- yeah, yeah the best way to do it though is to. It's a jiffy, right? Yeah. Send it to Jiffy, and for a small fee, they'll sharpen it for you and send it back. Do that during the summertime. Or I could just, <laughs> or I could just buy new blades for four bucks. Well, yeah, bucks. you could do that too. But yeah, but it, it it's not expensive to have them sharpened. Matter of fact, I bet you if if you drove up there, Danny, a man of your stature, wisdom, and knowledge, and good looks, I uh, and being a radio show my, you know uh, star, if you drove no, up no, there and I said said, hey, I'm a friend of Tom Newbauer's. <laughs> There you go. Use that. They'll charge you twice as much. Uh, no, but if I bet you if you drove up there and said, hey, uh, what do I do about getting this blade sharp? They just might sharpen it there for you while you're there. Who knows? Yeah. Well, uh, knows? I'm not holding my breath on that one. Uh, you never know. Uh, okay, so we are going to talk in this next segment coming up about big pike. Now, are these big pike, Dan, around the world? Is that what you were going to talk about? Yeah. Okay. Big pike around the world. What's going on with Big Pike? Where do you find Big Pike? And I tell you what, I got a question that I'll I'll ask people about Pike, but I'm not going to give it ahead of time because I don't want anybody looking it up. And uh, I'll give away another one-year free subscription to Badger Sportsman Magazine if you get the right answer. But we'll do all that in the next segment of the Skipper Buds, Cutting Edge Outdoors. I take back everything I have ever said about you being cheap. (laughs) (laughs) We do have a good time on this show, Danny. (laughs) No, we don't. I'm just faking it here. Yeah, welcome back. Good, Nick. Good job, buddy. That was yeah. good. He's he's oh. he's on top of his game. Of it, man, you've only been with us a month or so, and we've already got you goofy as we are. So, welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Yeah. Skipper Buds is the place you want to go buy that new deluxe Alumacraft boat. Or, you can be like me, yeah. Dan Bush. Or a yacht if you want. I don't have no yacht, Tom. No, but I'm just saying you You're could get go a... buy some Powerball tickets. You could. If I went, oh. I'll buy you a yacht. Yeah. My dad used to call his duck boat the yacht, so he'd say, we're going to go take the yacht out to the marsh. We'll be back. Did you hear about the guy, before we get into Northern Pike, i got to mention this real quick. It just hit me. The guy who was playing, they were playing uh, $4 a card bingo at Pottawatomie. I heard he won a million dollars. Million dollars. And what happened was, since he got the five stars or got whatever it was he got, then the next day he came back and had to spin this big wheel the smallest prize he'd get was $60,000, and, and it ranged in like $20,000 increments all over the board, right? And it was a huge, probably like about a four-foot diameter wheel, right? This big wheel. And, you know, they got the little flipper yep. on the top. Yep. So he flips it, 
and it's and you can look at it on YouTube. It's it's going around, going around, and it's getting slower, and you don't think it's going to stop on that million, and it just clicks over onto the one million dollars. Oh my God! Playing bingo, Danny. Million dollars playing bingo. Oh, oh, yes. I hope I win a jig pole in the fishery. <laughs> at the water okay, today. big pike, big pike. So, anyway, Tom, um, you know people think of pike in muskies, and of course, in the U.S., the muskie is king, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Louis Spray's uh, sixty-nine pounder may have been disavowed, but uh, I, I pretty much don't think there's ever been any evidence that I've seen to. Uh, discredit Cal Johnson's 67-pound or the uh, one caught in Canada in 85 by the walleye guy that was uh, 65 pounds. I think O'Brien was that guy's name. Yeah, Mike O'Brien. Cal Johnson got the 67. So, you know, and then the one fish that probably never got the record like it should have, that Malo fish. Malo fish, the 70 70 pounds. Yeah, and if everybody looks at that, that looks like a distorted, you know how giant bass, Tom, look kind of like, they look fake almost. They, they, they look so distorted because yeah. they grow so big, fat yep. bellies yep. like those giant Florida giant bass. Yep. Well, that looked like a giant bass, basically, yeah. that, you know, it was only 55 inches, I think, only, but mm. <coughs> weighed, you know, 70. So, yeah, they, they get big. Well, uh, even our North American pike, if you go up to uh, Alaska, Canada, sure, there are some 50-inch pike caught, but a 30-inch pike... A 30-pound pike is still a That's heck a of a... big pike. Even the Saskatchewan <coughs> province <clears throat> record fish, I believe, is 38 pounds. Mm-hmm. And I fished Lake Tobin with a guy years ago who catches 30-pounders through the ice all the time. But yet that lake record is still uh, province 38 pounds. So, yeah. you know, anything, you know, anything, I mean, anything in North America that might exist over 40 pounds would, would be a pretty rare... Rare if it does exist. Um, in fact, uh, this is from In Fisherman. Um, it basically says right here, this is what this Pizer said. He says, I, he's talking about the record pike in North America. He says, um, it's like, oh, he's talking about a 50-pound pike. He says, it's like the Michael Jordan of pike. A 46-pounder is so far out of the ordinary that you want to question its validity. Yet, when you look at the same species growing to 50 or even 60-plus pounds in various places all over Europe, you know it's possible for that species to do it. So here's the biggest one that they have on record in in Fisherman, 1998, 68.3 pounds. From where? Germany. Okay. The Baltic Sea. Oh, out in now, the Baltic I Sea. I believe the Baltic Sea. Isn't that kind of a brackish water? I think some of these giant pike in Europe... <laughs> come from some of these brackish brackish and brackish yeah, is kind of like a mix isn't it between like salt water yeah, and fresh water but it, I, I i mean the baltic sea is connected to the atlantic ocean now you know caught guess how it was caught it was know. it was netted now i was just gonna say a trawler's netted. net <laughs> 31 kgs which is 68.3 pounds pike it was netted by commercial fisherman wolfgang Hoffman. I love that name, Wolfgang. Yeah. I, I, if I ever a, had a kid, I'd name him Wolfgang. <clears throat> there was a kid in our neighborhood where I grew up. Wolfgang? He lived at the other end of the block. His first name was Wolfgang, and his nickname was Wolfie. I was just going to say, was <laughs> his nickname Wolfie? Yep, Wolfie. Yeah. Wolfie. 
Wolfgang, yeah, take a look at the size of this picture. You know, all our listeners can. Wow. Tell me that doesn't look like it's close to a 70-pound pike. Wow. And, and that the guy's thing has not got a holding, huge belly. And he's not pulling an art lot and holding right. it out it's in right front up of him. By his body. He's a commercial fisherman. He's just holding the doggone yeah. thing. And, and the tail's the dragging heavy, on the you, ground. <laughs> listen, a fish that heavy, you can't hold it arm's no. length. No, you're not going to hold yeah, it out. Yeah, you're not going to hold that out. So, yeah, kind of funny. The guy's got a smoke in his... <laughs> Yeah. See, he's got yeah, smoke he's, in his mouth, hey, holding the fish. There you go. You know what he was doing when he's not fishing? Having a smoke. Yeah, he's ha- selling, selling smokes, smokes in the parking in lot. The parking lot. <laughs> uh, next next biggest one was caught by, here's another good name, Arno. <laughs> Arno Wilhelm, another German guy. 67.3, 1983, Germany out of a gravel pit in Dainstadt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I got to go, Dainstadt. Well, yeah, Germany, Switzerland. Uh, here's, they, they've got big. Here's ones. another one. This was an unknown captor, meaning that means the guy who got it. We don't know who he was. Uh, Sixty-three point eight pounds found dead, nineteen ninety, Austria, mm-hmm. Lengsey. Yeah. So and there's a whole bunch more over sixty pounds. So it is so, just amazing. The size that the pike get there mm-hmm. in Europe. Now, many people saw the urban legend picture. Do you remember yep, the one yep. where that guy was holding that on his lap? On his lap. Yeah. And then every, I mean, I was driving through Minnesota and I stopped at one of those gas stations and and it, it said uh, it was on their board there. It said caught in Winnebagosh. Yeah. Right. Or Millax, one of them. Yeah. And then I uh, then I saw that posted that it was caught in Lake Winnebago on mm-hmm. uh, on the, on Facebook or wherever. Urban legend. And the truth of that fish, back uh, uh, Esox Angler Magazine, which was by far the greatest musky pike magazine in the world, which no longer exists, um, it, um, they had the article, and that fish was, I believe, 44 pounds, and it was caught in Holland trolling a Rapala right. Super Shad Rap. Right. Here's my uh, question for the audience. Okay. No, no, I take it back. I'm, I'm going to ask the caller. 799-1250. Call right now. I'm going to ask you a question. And if you get the answer right, you get a one-year subscription to Badger Sportsman Magazine. And I'll even give you a leeway in here. I'll, I'll make it a little easier for you, all right? One-year subscription on the line, free, Badger Sportsman Magazine, 799-1250. Got it? 799-1250. All okay, right. Nick's back there answering the phone okay. right now. You're getting it, Nick? Our, t- all our, right. our esteemed producer back there. Yeah, we got a multitasking con- back there. We got several callers. Phone lines are lighting up. Lines are lighting up yep, like they're Christmas lighting up. trees. And and uh, Nick, you don't have to get their whole address yet. Just put them on the line. Yeah. Just well, they're, put they're them probably going to win, Tom. Well, we'll see. Everybody wins when they call. I don't know. We're like the third grade soccer of yeah. you know Radio Land call yeah. in win stuff. We'll put uh, this guy on the line. Okay. Hey, good morning. Who's this? Gary. Hey, Darren, do you uh, want to... Oh, what, Gary? Gary. Oh, okay, Gary, sorry about that. Uh, Okay, here's your question. We're talking about big northern pike, right? Right. And uh, you've caught a few pike, I assume, over the years? Yep. Okay. Uh, Wisconsin state record northern pike. How big? 38 pounds. What? 38 pounds. Oh, you're you're sharp, man. Puck (laughs) away. You know what? Yep. I don't. That be- was going to be my Guess second what? question. Guess what, though? <laughs> I do not believe that. No, he doesn't. I don't believe that. Of course, you don't believe it. Nah. But you know what? 
No Gary, way. You can believe it. Uh, stay on hold. Nick's going to get your address and everything, and I'm going to send you that one-year subscription, all right? Awesome. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Thanks for listening. Bye now. Why? I guess uh, we couldn't stump him at all, and we people who are on hold or trying to call, well, you might as well hang up if you want. Because Puckaway has a lot of pike. It's a shallow, weedy, big body of water. Yeah, but, that's what I was uh, wondering. How does a 38-pounder come out of that lake? And and there was another alleged thirty pounder that came out of uh, Pike Lake years ago. I remember seeing the article in the paper and a picture of the fish. In fact, one of my students that I had oh about ten years ago said his uncle caught that fish. But I saw a picture at that. There used to be a little uh, launch at the corner on Pike Lake. There, a little gravel road. Maybe you know where it's at. There used to be There's a, little, a big launch there now. Uh, there was a little corner, a little launch, <laughs> a, a little white building, and I went inside. And I think it might have been a bait shop, and it had a picture from the newspaper. I do not believe that that was a 30. I mean, it was 20-pound pike. It looked like, yes, 30-pound. You know how things get exaggerated oh, as far God, as yes. sizes and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So, I. You know, we catch some really nice pike on Pike Lake. I mean, some nice ones. But, you know, in my estimation, a nice, a, a really nice pike in our area, that's like in that, let's say, 32 to – 38 inch range. Those are those are those are nice pike. Those are not your average little 24 inch hammer handles, you know. Right. Those are decent pike. Those are nice. They got some weight to them, you know. So And I've caught you know. pike on Pewaukee up to about oh probably 37 inches. Mm-hmm. And I have heard of some guys that actually got 40 inches, yep. but uh yep. so it's it's possible. Um our good friend Paul Mahalik Got one that was 40 or 41 inches, not last year, year before last. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So oh, nice. possible, but again, very rare. Yeah. But in our area, in this state, I should say in the Midwest, you get you get a 40-inch pike. That's big. A 40-inch pike. That's a big pike around here, you know? So that's something to be proud of. Hey, we got to go to a break, Danny. You got any questions or comments, folks, about what we're talking about? You want to get in on a discussion? 799-1250 is the phone number. Or you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. This is the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. It's the final countdown. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. And uh, on the line, we have the man, the myth, the legend. We have Bill from Sportsman's Den with a fishing report. He's going to tell him. Nope. Hold on. I'm getting waved off here. What's going on, Nick? <laughs> so traffic is light okay. and variable on the evening. Now we got him, right? Oh, Are you there, Bill? I'm here, gentlemen. Hey, how Top you doing? Morning. Good. What's up? Uh, not the barometer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, my God. I have not seen it this low for this long, and I don't know how long. But it did move a little bit up today, this morning. Good yeah. news. Okay. Um. I've seen some really big pike come out of the uh, Denver reservoirs where the schmelt and, uh, oh, what is it, uh, it's very high-protein feed that gets chopped up, and the trout and uh, northerns are just huge in there. But they haven't broke that big one like we get in Europe. I don't know what it is with the genetics or whatever it is. But, uh, man, hello. Yeah, hello. we're here. We're, we're listening. listening. Okay, we're listening. so that's what I wanted to say about that. Okay. Uh, Tune-up kits, unbelievably great price here. And I wanted to say, for you guys that don't want to buy power augers for three feet ice, come on down here and rent them. Hey, there you go. You can rent one by you. Yep. Locators, 
augers, shanties. You don't. You only go once, twice a year. Come on down here. We'll take care of you. Wow. Well, that's good to think know. Think about that, renting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we're the only one that does it, and it works well, and you're, we give top-of-the-line stuff, not garbage. No, that's, that. What's, what's the phone number that they can call? 414-464-2287. All right. Well, maybe some, somebody was just asking me about your place, and he didn't know where it was, and I told him, and I can't remember what he was looking for. Some but of the addresses that people, that they think we're on 58 and Valide, it's between yeah. Silver Spring and Hampton on 54th Street. And Villard. Uh, and Villard. Yeah. We're between Silver Spring and Hampton like a piece of cheese, the next the intersection in there. Right. But, guys, I'm coming on board with you. So you guys can uh, say my name a few more times this spring. Oh, oh yeah. great. Hey, you're talking to Ron? You've been talking to Ron, huh? Well, yeah, I did. He, yeah, we're going to hold off until, like ice up, the money freezes up. <laughs> yep, yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, cool, we'll, wait, we'll wait until spring then. Yeah. And, right. and like, you know, you're the greatest two hour fishing show on the planet, so I might as oh, well. Oh, geez, that's nice of you to say that. Hey, uh, you hear any fishing down uh, by the big pond, Lake Michigan yeah. there? What's yes, going on? Uh, uh, they're doing really well. Uh, there's been, even with the low barometer, they're getting a lot of trout. You need the, uh, the uh, quick strike rigs. Uh, uh, they're really finicky. They pick it up and they drop it so quick. So a lot of most of them are using those auto fishermen. Yeah, right. You Is don't that... have to spend eighty bucks, guys. There's uh, HT put one out there for around twenty twenty four bucks. They do just. They, they're not quite as good, but for the guys that can't afford eighty, come on down. We'll we'll hook you up. So, so that's you can get going. You, so that's those automatic ones they're using. They say they call it the automatic fishermen. Is yeah. that what they call? That's it. right. Yeah. They're about with the rod. They're about eighty bucks, but. You can use your own gear and go with HT makes a real fine product. Not quite as great, but it works, and you don't have to spend that much. So, money. so yeah. those autumn, the ones you're talking about have a rod with it as well. So when it trips, no, no, no? you use your own rod. Yeah, use your own. But it's right. a it's a it's a trip setup where they touch it and it sets the hook. How about right. I've got some old ones I got from Lowy that were made I don't know about ten years ago, and they've got a big they're tip ups. That mm-hmm. are supposedly automatically set it, and it's like a big spring on the thing that you compress on down, and then there's a couple different settings. And that um, would work. Sure. Yeah, that'll I'm, work. They're not quite as fun as fighting a fish with a uh, rod and reel, but that'll work too. Yeah. Anything that'll snap that jaw when uh, before they drop it is what right. you want. Gotcha. Okay, Bill. Well, thanks for calling. All right, Gentlemen, thanks, buddy. We'll talk talk All to right. you again. Welcome aboard, okay. buddy. Okay. Bye, Bye now. And who else you got there, Nick? We got Rich calling. Oh, our buddy Rich. Hey, Rich, good morning. Hey, I wanted to make a comment about Puckaway. We used to fish that heavily in the 70s, ice fishing. And yeah. I believe that that 38-pound uh, or whatever it is would be true. Yeah. Really? Ago, I would actually say that, that if you fished it a weekend and you had an active fish bite, your average northern that you were getting was about 10 pounds. Oh, really? Those are nice I've fish. Seen, I've seen my cousin. We used to use uh, smelt and Swedish hooks at the time. Yeah. And... My cousin had one on that I know damn well was over 20 pounds. Yeah. That thing rolled under the ice a couple of times. You had good looks at it. You could, and it's a very shallow lake. They, they right. That at one point, the average was only three feet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then when you used to go to these fish tournaments that had uh, uh, these fisheries, if you if you caught an eight-pound walleye, you didn't win that contest. Really? A 15-pound northern? You didn't win that contest, and wow. it was unbelievable how that fishery was in that lake. 
Well, let me ask you this, because the reason I, I kind of hesitate, truly giant pike need a cold water source, now either a deep ogliotrophic lake or spring or something like that. Are there any sources where, because four or five, a shallow lake's going to get so warm in summer, those giant pike get summer stressed. So I don't know if it's because, you mentioned earlier, uh, one of your callers talked about the river systems opening. Right. These lakes that are all part of that, uh is part of the Fox River. I think Buffalo Lake's a part of that. Right. right. Yeah, um, you're right. So these are open These are open all year long, too, and it could be because of the, the river system. I, well, I, haven't, that's, I haven't a clue. That, that is a possibility, because um, a lot of times river systems have, like, either springs coming in or trout streams that run in that offer cold water refuges. So if those giant pike have somewhere where they can go in the dog days of summer to escape that, then possibly you could have uh, uh, some giant pike living in that ecosystem. Well, we appreciate the phone call, Rick. Yep. Hey, good program as always. All right. right, Take care, man. Bye now. Uh, I'll tell you one lake that uh, if if I was just going to look for a a big pike, let's say a 20-pound plus, I'd go to Big Cedar. Okay. Uh, I mentioned Steve Milliot fishing with Mike Barucki years ago, and, and Mike was a great guy. He passed away, unfortunately, a couple of years ago, and he used to religiously troll Big Cedar for pike with wire line. Okay. And that's all. He was on that all the time for Big Pike. So Big Cedar. um, Nagawica could have them, too. That's a a deep lake as well. Yep. Um, Lake Geneva. Lake has Geneva, some giant definitely, fish. definitely Lake um, Geneva. I saw yeah. a mounted 21-pounder that came out of there. Uh, of course, the Bay of Green Bay. Yeah, definitely. Lake Mendota. Lake Mendota yeah. has 40-plus-inch pike yep, come out of that's there. that's another good one. Um, yep. Trying to think, what are some of the other? Uh, the backwaters of the Mississippi River, Yep. Uh, those sloughs, and the Wisconsin River system, and especially late. Late ice. Um, I've heard rumors uh, of guys that went down, I think, by is Prairie du Chien down south? Is that by the Wisconsin River Southwest down? Southwest of us, yeah. Southwest. Yeah, I heard rumors Wisconsin of River. some guy that went there years ago and saw guys with tip-ups on some backwater and big pike flopping everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, so there there are there's some some spots to be had. That Sturgeon Bay area, again, mm-hmm. that, there's some monster Monster, I think Dennis Radloff got, what, a 48-incher on a bulldog there off Potawatomi casting years ago on that weed edge? Probably. Yeah, it was, I think it was I think 48 so. inches that he it was, got. It was big. I remember that. So there's some monster pike to be had. Yeah. Um, but, you know, one thing about northern pike that's really kind of neat, they sometimes really save a, a, fisher's, a fisherman's day. Right. You know, it's like you might be fishing for another species of fish or whatever, but those I'm not talking a big pike, but your average smaller pike, they'll smack just about anything, and they fight like heck, and, you know, they're fun to catch, and right. they surprise you, you know. So sometimes, you know, just getting some action is coming from those northern pike. Uh, I'll you know? tell you what. Uh, one of my bucket trips here when I retire is I'm going to go back to uh, Nungesser Lake and chase 30-pound pike, 50-inch pike up there. There you go. That's going to that's gonna happen again. So I like fishing big pike. Pretty much as much as big muskies. So, I think I'm gonna go chase uh, Bloody Mary or Margarita. One of the two. I don't know. Right. <laughs> Sounds good. That's all I got, yeah, buddy. Me too, Danny. I had a great time this morning. To Glad all the listeners, thanks for listening, and God bless and stay free, everyone.
You've been listening to the Skipper Buds, Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, thanks to the men in blue out there, first responders, firefighters, service people. God bless you. We need you. We love you. Cutting Edge Outdoors is behind you 110%. Talk to you all next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.